the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. So yesterday, Joe Biden was uh, at a podium. And I don't know if he volunteered this or if someone brought it up and he had to ask answer a question. But he referred to the Michigan mom who was testifying before Congress this week, emotionally so, powerfully so, about the death of her two sons from a fentanyl overdose. They thought they were taking Percocet. They were addicted to opioids. They thought they were taking Percocet. They were not taking Percocet. They were taking a pill that looked like a Percocet pill, but it was all fentanyl. They had no chance. They died. And she was testifying before Congress. Let me refresh your memory on how uh, she sounded the alarm about fentanyl in our country. I mean, it's unbelievable. You would think that one death from fentanyl coming across our southern border would be enough to sound the alarm. 100,000 die every year and nothing's being done. Not enough is being done. Numbers are going up, not down. And you talk about children being taken away from their parents. So that was a portion of it. Now, here's Biden at the podium yesterday. This is a longer cut than I had heard this morning. And honestly, I have not I've not listened to this, but I'm going to assume that this is uh, on topic. But this is Joe Biden yesterday at a speech where he's referring to this Michigan mom. A little bit of more Marjorie Taylor Greene and a few more. You're going to have a lot of Republicans running our way. <laughs> Isn't she amazing? <laughs> Oof. I was the reason she was, she was very specific. I shouldn't digress probably, but she was, I read. She, she was very specific recently saying that a mom, a poor mother who lost two kids to fentanyl, that, that I killed her sons. Well, the interesting thing is that fentanyl they took came during the last administration. <laughs> okay, that is amazingly insensitive. He's getting a chuckle out of the mom losing two sons because the fentanyl that killed her sons, he says, came across the border during the last administration. Here's the end of that. Recently saying that a mom, a poor mother who lost two kids to fentanyl, that, that I killed her sons. Well, the interesting thing is that fentanyl they took came during the last administration. <laughs> Okay, so tacky as heck. Yeah. Um, We were told that Donald Trump had to be defeated and that the adults would be in charge because Donald Trump was, you know, big and mean and orange and bad and said mean things and had no sensitivity, no empathy, no, no, uh, no compassion. To Joe Biden in that cut, 
the death of this woman's two sons is nothing he needs to pay any attention to or care a lick about because he can pawn it off on a previous administration. That is disgusting. But now let me play again. He's saying that the fentanyl came across in a previous administration, and so the death of her sons doesn't matter to him. But listen to what she was in Congress advocating for. I'm going to listen. I want you to listen to the cut I've already played for you. Is she talking about her sons, which is his contention? He doesn't care because her sons died. They died of fentanyl. I'm not responsible for that particular dose of fentanyl, which I'm not even saying he's right on that. I'm just saying that's his justification. The fentanyl came across under Trump. But listen, is she talking about, is she personalizing this about her own sons or not? I mean, it's unbelievable. You would think that one death from fentanyl coming across our southern border would be enough to sound the alarm. 100,000 die every year. And nothing's being done. Not enough is being done. Numbers are going up, not down. And you talk about children being taken away from their parents. So she's talking about the fentanyl problem and kids being taken away from their parents. There's nothing in there about her own personal loss. It is a sense of outrage and indignation over the fact that nothing is being done now to take care of the fentanyl crisis, which she noted people are dying. More people are dying from being shot and dying in car accidents combined than from fentanyl. Presidents get elected all the time. Elected officials get elected all the time. Why? Because they make the case that whatever problems exist prior to them coming to office are problems that they will fix once they are in office. But this guy does not care about the fentanyl crisis, which he has indisputably made worse, exponentially worse, with his stupid border policies that are not failing. They are succeeding. His border policies are succeeding phenomenally well to accomplish his purposes, which are to allow as many people across the border as possible. And that is why people are dying, and that is why she is outraged, not just because of her own personal loss, which he finds humorous because it did not happen, he says, on his watch. He does not care about solving this problem. He cares about ducking and dodging this problem. Everything is political with this guy. Everything. Did she reference in the sound uh, and the audio that you have available to you, did she reference President Joe Biden at at any time in her testimony specifically? I believe she did at okay. some point. I, I believe did, she I did at some it. point. She's asking. saying the administration, the, the policies, the okay. policies, whatever, you know, you're not doing right. anything about it. Yeah. But for her, it's like. And he just uh, throws it back. If you, if you had to throw a blanket over her comments beginning to end, it would be a very simple like two or three point message. I suffered a great loss. I do not want other parents to suffer this loss. Hence, we need to do something about the problem that is causing this throughout our country. That is her That is her testimony. I've suffered this. It was and is, you can tell from my tone of voice, from my emotions, horribly painful. It's still going on. In fact, it's going on to a degree that is worse now. And here's the gravity of the problem and that all the people we have shot in the country, all the people who die in car accidents, it's more than those people every year. It is far and away killing more young people than old people. 
So let's do something about it. That's what, I'm here to like move you guys toward doing something about it. And then how was she received? How was she received? Listen to her the day after her emotional testimony talk about how she was received by Democrats on Capitol Hill. We need to cut it off at the source, at the border. We need to have border control. We don't. And it was really disheartening to see the Democrats um, saying that there's fear-mongering going on. Like, really? Over 110,000 are dying every year now, drug deaths in America. You know, I'm fear-mongering. We have reason to be afraid. We're on board. Do something. They're using a false narrative that 91% are coming through points of entry when they, they don't want to face the fact that they're coming over our open borders and that the policies are causing this problem. Right. We've had 22% increase in fentanyl deaths between 2020 and 2021 since Biden right. opened the borders. There's a problem with their failed policies. Right. 22% increase in fentanyl deaths since he became president. 22%. And that is her issue. That is what she's speaking to. He dismisses the substance of her claim, which is definitely supported by the facts, which I know facts are you know very uh, racist to Democrats. But he doesn't address the substance of her claims. Why? Because Marjorie Taylor Greene used her as an example. Marjorie Taylor Greene is crazy, according to Joe Biden. So anyone who Marjorie Taylor Greene would feel sympathy for, empathy for, compassion for, is someone I'm not going to feel sympathy or empathy or compassion for because the fact that this lady lost two sons, the fact that she's concerned about other parents not experiencing what she's experienced, that's not worth my time because Marjorie Taylor Greene also shares that concern and is using it to demonstrate my failure as president. Everything is pers- everything is political with this guy. Everything is political. Even the most searing of personal losses. are talking about failed leadership, failed leadership of Joe Biden on the uh, fentanyl crisis. Just despicable that he was chuckling yesterday over Marjorie Taylor Greene lifting the example of the Michigan mom who testified before Congress about the crisis, about her two sons dying. Thousands of kids are dying. 22% more are dying under Joe Biden than died under Trump. I don't want this to happen to other parents. And Biden just laughed because he's like, well, that fentanyl came across the border under Trump. This is failed leadership, and I want to talk about failed leadership right here in Ohio, right here with our own Republican Party. But first, I want to talk with uh, Brett in Dublin, Uh, 844-TALK-989, 844-TALK-989. Hi, Brett. Welcome to the Bruce Woolley Show. Hey, it's Fred, but uh, I'll take that. Okay, you take Um, Brett's space, Fred. We'll we'll let you have it, okay? Perfect. Uh, The key point that I didn't hear anybody making was that uh, even if they did come in under Trump's watch, Trump was actively trying to stop them by building a border wall and securing our southern border versus Biden has stopped the construction and stopped enforcement of our border laws and the existing laws for immigration into the United States. Yeah, that's a a great point. The other point that I would want to make, too, uh, Fred, is that 
Did he not promise in his inaugural address, I'm going to be the president for all Americans? Isn't that what every president says? I'll be the president for all Americans? I'm going to be the president for those who share my political ideology. And if your kid dies through a drug overdose and you're a Republican, I don't care. That's exactly what he's saying when he chuckles about the death. Can you imagine the Fuhrer? I mean, I could do this on myriad issues every day. Can you imagine the Fuhrer if Trump had chuckled over some Democratic person whose kids died? I mean, I just... Look, this guy's an evil man. He is gripped by evil. He is enslaved to evil. And the Bible is very clear about what happens to a country when it's led by evil people, wicked people, people who are enslaved to demonic activity. And the White House is full of them. What gave what what gave it away, Bruce? The uh, dude who is the first female four-star admiral? The... Uh, black gay press secretary who every single day is stutter, stammer, read, lie, stutter, stammer, read, lie. The uh, luggage thief with the puppy fetish. The monkeypox czar who looks like he stepped off the stage uh, of Fifty Shades of Grey. What gave it away, Bruce? What gave it away? Now to the failed leadership in the state of Ohio. The head of the Republican Party in Ohio now is a guy named Alex Triantifulo, and he's trying to herd the cats, okay? He's trying to herd the cats. We have a Speaker of the House, Jason Stevens, and we have the guy who should be Speaker of the House, Derek Maron, and the two, never the twain shall meet. Stevens is enslaved to Democrats because he wouldn't be Speaker without all their votes. Maron has this antiquated, quaint notion that he was elected to be conservative and conservatives throughout Ohio elected a supermajority of Republicans and, gee, we ought to actually enact a legislative agenda that they would uh, approve of. Where will this be fought? How will this be reconciled? Well, it goes deeper than just the state house. It goes down to, and I've talked about this before, we've tried to get things fixed in our schools, how? At the school board level, right? We're trying to get good school board members elected. If we want to get things fixed in the state of Ohio, We have to get things fixed at the state central committee level. These are the people whose names you don't know. These are the people who do the heavy lifting underneath the power apparatus. And right now in the state central committee, there is, I know, shocking in Republican politics, more disagreement between the faction of... Rhinos, Republicans in name only, Republicans who want to get along with everybody, Republicans who want to be bipartisan and reach across the aisle, which means compromise truth, which means cave on things that are consequential like pro-life issues. A lot of those kinds of people. And then you have committed people who got elected, about 25% of them, in November to be a new force in the state central committee. And one of the things that these newbies on the state central committee want to do, there are a lot of things they want to do. They want to stop Republican, the Ohio Republican Party from endorsing in Republican primaries. How about you let the voters decide, right? How about we do that instead of endorsing one candidate over another candidate? They also want to keep an eye on the purse strings. And there is a move afoot among the most conservative of the new members of the state central committee to enact 
a pro-life resolution and to enact, I love this idea, a constitution of core values. In other words, if you want to run for Republican state office, you have to support the positions that we support as a Republican Party. A novel idea, right? But we have, believe it or not, some Republicans in the state of Ohio, and Sarah Carruthers is one of them, who's uh, pro-choice. No. No, no, and no. Listen, I understand there's times when you want to get things done incrementally. I understand there are times that you can't get everything you want in, you know, initially. But you cannot be pro-choice and be a Republican in the state of Ohio. Can't be that way, okay? No. That's a no. I'm a, you say, wow, you're a one-issue voter? Yeah, I am. I am a one-issue voter. If you will willingly and willfully dismember unborn children inside a mother's body, you will never get my vote. I will sit out and not vote if I'm ever faced with an election where every candidate on the ballot is pro-choice, which is to say pro-murder, not just pro-death, pro-murder, pro-infanticide. Now, of course, how does Alex Triantafulo navigate this disagreement? Because we have a lot of so-called Republican State Central Committee members who don't want a pro-life resolution to be part of the state Republican Party, and they sure don't want a constitution of core values because, well, that would keep people who are squishy and rhino-y and Jason Stevensy. that would keep them from getting money. You got to follow the money. The new most conservative, which is to say most authentic members of the state Republican Central Committee, are having a meeting on March the 10th to try to get some of what they want done, done. So in coming days, I'm going to tell you how you can lean on the people who you don't know their names. You're not even aware how they fit quite into the puzzle, but be assured they fit into the puzzle. And it's very important that you put pressure on them so that when this constitution of core values comes up before the state Republican Party, when the resolution to be decidedly pro-life comes up before the state Republican Party, they don't just embrace some squishy thing that says, we encourage everyone to be pro-life. No, you actually have to be pro-life and put some teeth in it. We're not just going to encourage you to be pro-life. If you're not pro-life, you can't run under the Republican mantle. So... Be aware, I'm going to give you details on how to reach these people in the coming days, and we're going to keep our eyes on this because this is how it works. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.